calm the fuck down, okay? We're doing it. Everyone calm down. I know we're back. Another episode. Can you fucking believe it? I told you I wouldn't fuck up, okay? I'm still here. I'm still doing it. You're listening to it. Loud about nothing with me. It's your boy, that fucking thotty boobody, bro. The straight smoke show. Only hotties welcome here, okay? Of course. Hold on. Everyone everyone calm down. Everyone calm down. Okay, listen. (laughs) We got him. He's here every week. He's here every every time. Oh my god! It's that cute boy that fucking follows me along. That cutie, Robbie. Robbie, say what's up, bro. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Man, he looks cuter than he sounds. I'll tell you that, bro. <laughs> He's a cute boy. You gotta be looking on YouTube. The dude's got a body, bro. That's all I'm saying. Okay, everyone, calm down. We got this. Is we're back. We got guests. We got guests, and this is a hype guest episode. All right, believe it or not, this is always awkward to bring up exes, but before I had the hotties, before I had all my smoke shows out there, I used to do another podcast. Chill out, chill out. It was like, it was much different, okay? You can't even compare (laughs) the two, okay? It's just two different stories. You guys, you guys, I'm mature now. Then I was, we were doing conspiracy theory bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, it was before conspiracy theories were uh, all right. Okay. It was literally when conspiracy theories were just fun about aliens and shit like that. All right. So today I have all the people from my old podcast, the unbelievable podcast. Give it up for Brian Frangi, Phoebe Tyus, and Kevin Cobbs. What's Give it up. Give it up for me and these guys. <laughs> Can you tell I only know how to do live shows and not podcasts? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're killing it. You're like, this is like some daytime shit right here. Can I can I just say, Sebastian, speaking of intros, you you did my favorite intro ever at UCB um, with your team. You'd come out and you'd say, I think you said all my little babies say wah wah and the whole crowd went wah wah. Oh my god. That's how that's how sad improv people are. I would say, where are all my babies at? And the audience would go, wah wah. Pathetic. Pathetic. You had them, you had them in the palm of your hand. They all did it. Why? Be- why? Because my parents were able to pay for a couple more classes than their parents. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what Bro. they were. Go ahead, Brian. Brian, what's up, you beautiful? Yeah, clear your throat. Make sure you clear That's right into the mic, bro. Brian, oh. you, Brian, come on, bro. Bring that. Bring the A game. Say something, and then I realized they didn't have the words arranged properly to make a punchline, so I I just stopped. No, now, go ahead. Give me the punchline. I want to hear, it, bro. <laughs> I don't have it arranged. That's what they wanted, or something like that. That's what they were hoping for when they got jobs. That's why I stopped halfway because I couldn't. Think <laughs> this, it. I, can't. Man, I don't even know what the. <laughs> Brian, this is a terrible joke. Yeah. That's why I stopped. A little out of shape, I guess. I'm a little, yeah. No, Brian, you look hot. Phoebe, as soon as you came on, Phoebe, what'd you say about Brian? I said he looked hot. I said he looked really hot. Yeah. That's because I don't, I haven't had a haircut in, uh, since pre COVID. Yeah. And I've learned how to trim my beard. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos. And now I've trimmed, I trim my beard properly. It yeah. used to be a little scraggly because of the way I, I trimmed it. And now I trim it so it's bushy. I know. You look like homeless man that went from living in the woods to homeless man living in a motel. It's actually yeah, so beautiful, bro. Yeah, you do. It's a step up. This it is nice. Good. Yeah. It makes you just like masculine, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I also, I'm also, I've gained weight since moving out of New York and coming to LA. I'm like a, a larger person. That's what I'm do you just mean? Gener- I'm generally, 
I look at pictures of myself from when I lived in New York and I'm like, man, I am like unhealthily scrawny. Yeah, you were really small. And well, you, then, yeah. you, you, you would eat it. cookies, but you would smell them before you ate them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Yo, <laughs> Brian's cookie game was fucked up, Phoebe. Yeah, he would be like, man, sneaky. He would he would wrap them up in napkins and tuck yeah. them in his pocket for later. Yeah, but you would take like a, two hours to eat one cookie because yeah. you wanted to savor it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know, dude. That's for a long time. I, I can. I used to eat one cookie per Game of Thrones episode. Oh. One cookie. It would last the whole time, and I would know how far along we were in the episode by how much cookie I had left. I don't want to know this. <laughs> that's so I, I don't want to know this. This is for you yourself only. That's like that's like Obama level. Like how Obama apparently would eat like oh seven almonds. I eat seven almonds a day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think that was the best Obama impression I've ever heard. That oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty good when if you just keep it to like four words. All, seven almonds. Evan's pretty good at an Obama impression if it's Obama saying seven almonds. Oh, yes. Seven almonds. Oh, let me be clear. Seven. He's oh, also better God. at Obama impressions on podcasts, not in person. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that one. Bill on. Clinton. Kevin can do a good Bill Clinton. No, Kevin, yeah, let's I, be honest. Kevin crushes impressions. Ke Kevin yeah, is. Kevin can crush but only, But only vocally. Like if you get me in front of a camera having to do it, I, yeah. The vocal impressions I can do. What do you think? about Bill with fucking pedophile islands. Why isn't he going down? Nobody's going down. They killed nobody, him. right? Yeah, nobody's going down. They and also they, him in prison. they didn't have like real evidence on him. Like, uh, what do you mean? He's he's on the I can't believe instantly I'm going. You you guys are sickos. <laughs> instantly I go, what's the deal with pedophile island? And why isn't Bill Clinton going down? I mean, if Joe Biden wins, can't we get to it? Can't we get to fucking take it down some people for pedophile islands? No one has come that goes beyond. It's, it's at the next level. I mean, so like there's people beyond Bill Clinton that are way more powerful uh -huh. than even the people we know that will never let that happen. And that that's that's what happened. The only true person who could take them down has now killed himself in prison. Yeah. And you then just lean his. I like to yeah. call her his. Um, yeah, <laughs> it just gets away with everything anyway even though she's like you know a child rapist and who cares she got covid right in prison yeah, they all keep getting covid and like they're not they're not getting sick enough from it oh my god <laughs> so you guys yeah, used to have a fucked up thing to say i'm sorry but it's like Somebody's grandma has to die, but Jizzy gets to like, you know, go around fucking shit. Yeah. What were so you say, you guys used to have a conspiracy theory podcast. Did you guys yes. talk about this at all? Oh, yeah. Pedophile. Oh, this like, was a big topic of conversation. Like, and you're now seeing it get super mainstream. Yeah. We talked about Pedophile Island before people knew about Pedophile Island. Yeah. And we, 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 back in like 2012, Johnny T, I think, introduced me to pedophile island but it, it's not just pedophile island we were talking about um the nsa listening in on your phone calls before uh snowden we interviewed this guy before snowden wait yeah, do you hear the heat that this podcast had before yeah. snowden who had to flee the country for spitting truth yeah well we were talking Brian was well, saying it <laughs> You, you mask it with comedy. We, we were interviewing Jeff Boss, this guy who was running for president and I think mayor of New York City. And he's the one who told us about it in 2012. 
He told us about it. He said that the, the NSA is listening to our phone calls. That's why I always put my cell phone in the microwave for five seconds whenever I enter a new building and the government is trying to poison the peanut butter and uh, the, the make your own peanut butter machine at the Whole Foods. And <laughs> he told butter. us, see, that's the key though. You say the truth. You say the TSA is, the NSA is listening in, into your phone calls and then you add, they're also poisoning the peanut butter machine and that's why he's still alive. Yeah, yeah that's misinformation like agents. Person. Yeah. 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 I mean, you say I something know. crazy. You go, there's a pedophile island and Bill Clinton's a pedophile. And also reptilians are inserting themselves into my chakra. <laughs> One thing was true, no one's going to kill you for it because you added the crazy thing. No, I remember learning about pedophile island and talking about Lolita or whatever, like the airplane where all these rich guys just get their dicks sucked by 14 year olds. And I was like, no way. If that was true, like I would just be like, come on, there's not an island where oh. rich people are having sex with kids. I like didn't believe it. I didn't believe it either. No. And now it's like it kind of fucks conspiracy theories. Because How? well, because for it being true, it made all these other crazy ones be like those. See, that could be true, too. Uh, yeah, it gave, yeah. it gave it like every conspiracy theory a little more weight now, which makes the world scarier. And it, as it should be. It's a very scary place, and we should be trying to put these people in jail and know about their crimes. Like, that's good. However, it doesn't make Bigfoot real, you know, just yeah. because guys are fucking kids. Like, there are a few conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. That does not mean no. all conspiracy theories yes. are true. And that's what our podcast did best was we did what other people weren't willing to do is that we looked at the real details of some of these things with all of these conspiracy theories. As the second you actually look in at the details, it all falls apart. None of it makes sense. Yeah. It's all comically stupid. But there are a couple that like, oh, that makes sense. And and the pedophile island was one of them. The NSA was another one. There was a third one. But that you think about through. it, it's all these like business oriented, like real human stuff like that stuff's worth looking at. But then when it's like I got abducted by aliens and mm -hmm. like they are populating the universe with my sperm like nah that's not probably happening sorry bro when i found out about epstein i got sad not for what you think me and my ex would talk about epstein sometimes and then when he finally got caught i was like i can't call her and be like can you believe it um, can you believe we were right and that was one of those moments where i was like Wow, Epstein brought us together. So I guess uh -huh. it was a fucking broken situation. If that's <laughs> what made me happy. But I remember thinking that. Wow. So yeah. you mean when, when he died, you lost that that common ground or whatever? Yeah, it, it, the relationship wouldn't have lasted after he died anyways, let's be honest. That was the fucking, <laughs> that was the, the pin that was fucking holding the whole machine together. I wonder yeah, that's what hundreds of rich people are saying about their relationship with kids. <laughs> there you go oh my god you formulated the, the words i'm bringing the punchline these, yeah, yeah. these are hard punchlines. <laughs> and on a podcast that's not easy to do because they could really fail and then you're just sitting there and, and everyone's like what what do you mean and it's like no i didn't i meant it was say something funny yeah but it's hard to do a punchline on a podcast but i do it i try you know what's Good beautiful about this kevin 
Don't you feel like we're back in the unbelievable where Brian takes hold, Phoebe is literally giving real facts, and you and I just sit there like two fucking idiots going, oh, oh when are we going to do something? When are we going to say I honestly feel... I, I like my podcast, but I feel at home when you're talking, bro. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, you get to sit back, let them do the work, and then like, <laughs> all right. For me, it was like, well, all right, here, I'm gonna... Oh, there's a voice I can imitate. Here we go. Here, here we go. <laughs> yep. Well, Unbelievable Podcast was great. And it just was so much work. I mean, yeah. And then when you look at other podcasts that are that are like making a seven hundred thousand dollars a month on Patreon, they don't do anything. It's they just crazy, talk. dude. They just sit there and talk and they're and we were like the amount of time I would, I ruined like entire years of my life. Every, for the first like three years that I lived in LA, I didn't do anything on the weekends because we recorded on Sunday and Friday night and Saturday night, I would be in my room in, in the in the comfy chair in the corner of my living room, watching YouTube videos of psycho, of psychopaths talk about aliens just to find the one funny time they say a word wrong. So I could clip that. It would take hours. I would be spending like 30 hours and then we can't get past 10,000. We can't, we can't, we couldn't get past, we couldn't get past, uh, it just and goes. Then, and then, and then like, there's this like podcasts, like, uh, where literally I'm thinking of one where literally a guy will fart into the microphone and they make like $50,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. All it's right, a funny well, podcast. I'm not, I'm not shitting on them, but they put no effort into it. Sure, I think if you're farting on a podcast, uh, on, on a podcast, you're opening yourself up to some commentary, right? We're allowed to speak negatively about some stuff. Well, I like it, but it's just like, wow, they—it's the complete opposite approach. It's like no preparation, nothing. You, just you like, know what pisses me off? Why are there people queefing on podcasts? That's all I'm saying. We have men farting. Why aren't women queefing? Ah! Oh no, go. Seb. No, well, no. point okay. is, we it's we could have done now. less. We could have done much less and had the same, had the same result. We could have gotten the Wouldn't same. Wouldn't have been fun though. But uh, but we made something that was good. At least at least, I think one of the issues with the Unbelievable podcast is that it wasn't always good. When we first started, mm -hmm. it was it was much better when we the last two years than the first like three or four years. So like if we started off as good in the last two years as we were, then it probably would have been much more successful. But, you know, people are listening to the podcast even now. Our, our, we, have, we have hundreds of more ratings on the iTunes store than we did when we finished the podcast. Whoa. Really? Yeah. We're still wow. at 4.8 out of I five mean, stars. Yeah. And Brian, there's always time, you know, we could always come back into it, donate, you know, all of our time to it again, you know. This time though, <laughs> you let, you should let me and Seb do all the research and all yes. the work yes yeah and we yes. like we drive it and you guys just come in and i mean Brian. i missed it and the fan the fans were so nice and well, i heard some good news so they started a pod this is crazy the podcast the fans of it started their own podcast based on the podcast that they created right and yeah. the guy rob that produces that literally started liking podcasts because of the unbelievable podcast he now produces that podcast and he just got hired for to be like a producer at a podcast network. So wow. he literally he's like, you guys were the first people that I liked on podcasts. 
and that made me start my uh, podcast. Oh my and now I make money from it. And all of us make zero dollars from podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so people that listen to us are successful. So fucking tune in. Uh, make sure that you listen. You might be making more money than me soon. Okay. Well, that's, that's like tale as old as time. But that's great for Rob. I know Rob. He's awesome. So yeah. Shout out to Rob. Shout Great out job. to the unbelievers out, out there. The yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I love that stuff. And we also all know each other from a little comedy theater. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. <laughs> we all know each other from a little comedy theater. Not the biggest boy in town, but ooh, he was tough, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little jazz club that yes. all the, the real cool cats know about. If you want to real improv, you went down to this place. All the hip people they knew about the, oh, the Magnet Theater. They, there's a guy out front wearing a beret and he's got a goatee and he's <laughs> he smoking a cigarette and he says, go in there if you really want to laugh. Yeah, they say password and you say zip and they say zap and you go zap, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> Terrible. Well, you know what? It, it, it was uh, a little theater, maybe a, a little odd, but I'll tell you what. Out of the three big ones, the most suited to survive COVID, I think. What do you yeah. mean? I think the Magnet is the most suited to survive COVID out of any of the three big theaters. We already know that UCB didn't survive. And you don't got to tell me. I put all my fucking eggs in that basket, bro. <laughs> I'm sitting over here with a dry toast. I'm like, I got no fucking, I got nothing going on anymore. The Magnet must have known something that we didn't because they, they set it up so that they could survive a pandemic. And how we, do you know uh, that? I don't know if they intentionally did, but they, they must have inadvertently known. did. They must have known that they there was a pandemic known. coming at some point. And they, they set it up in a way that it was more of a community and less of a business. And therefore, you're never <laughs> going to lose your theater as long as the community wants to have a theater. Oh, yeah, that's wow. so true. I think it also helps that they're, they have a landlord who's understanding and not going <laughs> to evict them. Yes, and also can't sell a theater right now in Midtown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like who are you gonna kick out? Who's gonna come in after COVID? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But we we all met there. We all did. Phoebe uh, and Kevin and I. Uh, Brian, were you on the team? Yeah, Brian. Eventually. Was on. Yeah. Oh, eventually. Yes, that I was, was right before on I left there because they wouldn't let me. No other team wanted me at that point. <laughs> I was too much of a troublemaker or something. Yeah, it's because was... they were they were like snowflakes before the term snowflake existed. You know? <laughs> no, Brian was a little particular, we'll say. Yeah, you know I what know, I mean? I, you don't want to know, man. I you don't, don't want to go to a deli with Brian and then mess up the, his sandwich order. <laughs> That's no, a Brian half hour conversation. <laughs> no, Brian had a reputation of being like, this is bad. That wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what I mean, but I like that. I like. I think. Well, I guess it's just the because taste thing. Because you care about comedy, Kevin. I care about comedy, and I don't like the false, um, like, peppy, upbeat thing that oh. exists in a lot of that. Where it's ABC oh, yeah. Family. Yeah, I, I used to call it the ABC Family of, of <laughs> the free form, if you might say. Who knows what will be? And the, but it was, you know what? I can't fuck with Magnet. Was nice to all of us. Mm-hmm. I they love gave, the magnet. Me too. I yeah, only have love. Fine. Even though fine. I'm no longer Phoebe's on, the, Phoebe's on the fine side of that shit. I mean, it was fine. It didn't. They didn't like. They. It, I mean, I got to do tons of stuff there and stuff, but they like, did like you. They did. Yeah, but I wasn't. I was not the magnet. I wasn't right for magnet. Sure. I think I, none I of us. I, were. They, they didn't. I think that. Our, yeah. Our, the entire team we were on together was like the. <laughs> That's where they put us. Yeah. 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 Like, you put everybody. <laughs> These are all the bad eggs. Let's put them together. 
You want to tr- like me? I made bad. I made joke. I made like. I mean, everyone makes bad, uh, hard jokes, but I don't know. I just don't think they didn't really feel safe having me like be a teacher and stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they like, they just want all the teachers to be like, let's roll yeah. about sunshine yeah, and, I, and I rainbow farts. I, I they wouldn't want me to be a teacher there. They I'll wanted go, you to be a teacher there. No, I don't. I, I don't. Didn't they? Didn't yeah, they, they, ask they asked me. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got mad all quick because I didn't know what to say then. No, it's because... fine. Well, it's fine. I don't really care. I just no. I like, eh, the magnet was fine. I got to do my stuff there, but it was kind of pussy city. And like, I don't. <laughs> Damn. I don't Yo, care. put that on the fucking, put that on the awning. Pussy city. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll be getting all the improv boys going there if they think yeah. it's pussy city. <laughs> Was he city in the other way? Yeah, I don't know. Just two, uh, yeah, like two, two thumbs up. Yeah, I just don't like that stuff. Of course, no, I get it. I mean, it was they taught like patient slow improv, right? Which is a good way it's to learn good. improv. Yeah, it's I good think, for yeah. a, a for a, a period of time, but eventually. Just riding the bike by the beach is boring. You know yeah, what I mean? I it's, it's like, can I pop a wheelie once in a while? What's oh going my God. on? And it got so kind. Everyone was so, I remember coaching. I always had to like encourage people. I'm like, it's okay to play mean people in an improv scene. This it's okay is... to like play someone you don't like or agree with. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to always apologize. Like everyone was so polite all the time. I was like, this isn't fun. Not us. Yeah. Brian, what are you talking about? You were so, on stage. You, you never did. On stage, Brian, you were, the, you were the softest one out of all of us. What did I do on stage that was so soft? I mean, you no, were just, you were kind. True. No, you don't but think. That's, you- not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about on stage. On stage is whatever. Off stage, we, we had this attitude that we are currently describing and, and uh, exhibiting right now. <laughs> yes. And that attitude is not the the way the theater likes to roll no uh, brian i do remember one time in a scene i called you i said that you had a pussy mouth and then you (laughs) decided to say that you did have a you had like a real pussy mouth and we did the whole show that you had a vagina for a mouth wow It was disgusting. And then I think you ended up having vaginas all over your, like, pussies all over your body. Oh, man. And it, it just got so fucked up. And I think you got fucked by, like, everybody on the team at once. I don't know if you remember wow. this, but we did a whole show where you had a pussy for a mouth. This was Improv 2014. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Before, that kind of makes yeah. me miss Improv. Not because I think that that bit is something I want to revisit, <laughs> but because I just like the idea of, of, like, being able to come up with stuff on the spot. Yeah. Well, like I was, yeah, it was great for you to just take that and have it be your actual mouth was pretty great. You know, one thing I really hated about uh, improv that mm-hmm. I knew that someone was a bad improviser. If during a scene that was going poorly, they decided to kiss someone else on the lips. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. very magnet too. Also, and it happened everywhere. at the magnet more often though than I've, I've seen in other theaters. Dude, absolutely. The magnet's like a weird, like that's a very like sexual experimental place or something where everyone's yeah. sort of. I always felt that got that sense where people kind of came there to like explore their sexuality. Theater kids. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of open relationship. Yeah, vibes, yeah. You know? <laughs> I know you're right. Theater is, but I thought like, oh great, this will be great. I can just like make jokes all the time. And it's like, oh wait, no, everyone's 
everyone's trying to have sex with you. That's yeah. it. it's everybody. It's not just men. It's not women. It's everybody. Yeah, that's the my experience is. too. Everyone was trying to hook up with me. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. There's so much, so much D and P all around me. I don't know what's happening. I really couldn't focus on my comedy for all those years. I wasn't just a fat kid that lived at home with his mom and dad. <laughs> you should have, you should have stuck around at the magnet more, dude. You would have. <laughs> You had a lot more sex or something. Yeah, I guess I missed out. Yeah. Yeah. No, what are you going to do? It's got fired. So, yeah. uh, Yeah, please. (laughs) I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm fine. Got fired eventually. Eventually, I mean, it happens, but it was it was we all like did a lot of comedy together for years and years and years. Oh, my God. I miss New York. Hey, if Epstein was an improviser, what theater do you think he would take classes at? What do you mean? The pit, no, bro. No. Oh, wow. No, 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 UCB. He'd be, he'd be down at Reckless. He'd be at Reckless. Oh, he'd be at Reckless. This is wild. This is actually wild. This this is Reckless. And you called him Epstein? Oh you called him Epstein? Yeah, well, you know, you got, uh, Jews got a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not, yeah, you is Reckless Theater still there? No, no. dude. That went oh, down in the, you know, <laughs> Me Too. Oh, my God. That's why I would go there. The founder was like a, a Me Too. We don't really know what happened, oh, but God. he got fucked up. I found their website. So I remember their website being so lame. And they had this uh, paragraph that described their theater and why it's different from other theaters. No. And here, I have it right here. <laughs> Brian, you came prepared for a podcast. I said, just tell me what you're, something you're passionate about. But go Actually, ahead. Okay, so this isn't the original uh, blurb that was on the original website, but it's just as bad. So I'll read this one anyway. <laughs> this is wild. Reckless theater classes awaken and strengthen the individual and the ensemble, counterweighting confidence with connectivity. <laughs> Unpacking every declaration with celebration. So this is oh, about the no, is it only. rhyming? This is Dr. This, Seuss. This is after the theater closed, I think, and they were just doing classes. Wow. They right. came up with a, a lame, uh, uh, pretentious blurb even after the theater closed. Yeah, because before the blurb, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you can never say no to someone here. You're not allowed. It was. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it was. <laughs> of course. Of course. But it, that was. But it was okay. something like that. Yeah. It was yes. like. They were trying to differentiate themselves from other theaters, and they would they would say things like, "We here at Reckless are a little different than your usual improv." <laughs> We face the suggestion with abandon. We open ourselves up to the unity of the universe and expose our true souls. It was like stuff like that. Oh no. Reckless. Definitely like the yeah. ne- the nexium of improv theaters. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Big on that. It's it's what would happen if the people at the magnet were never bullied as children. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, the magnet is definitely a bullied zone. Like that is yeah. like you're right. It's a safe space for bullied kids. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But and I as a, and as a bunch of bullies, we did not we didn't <laughs> take to that. No, no we were the bullies. No, we I would bullied. go into the bathroom and flush the toilet during stupid <laughs> scenes. 
<laughs> on purpose. Because if you didn't know, this was a comedy theater where it would get so quiet sometimes that you could just hear a toilet flush yes. as the comedy was you know, happening. Speaking of that, there's there's a great there's a great <laughs> SNL sketch from yeah, like the a couple SNL years ago. Sketch. It's it's Fred Armisen doing a one man show, uh-huh. and it's it's oh, yes. like he's basically just making it's like a trailer for a one man show off off Broadway, and he's making fun of one man shows, but they shot it at the Magnet, oh, and no. part of one of the jokes in it is that a guy like flushes a toilet midway through, and it's Bobby Moynihan. He just comes out and like interrupts the show. He's like, "Sorry about that," and like goes back to his seat. <laughs> but I'm I'm convinced that they. I mean, they had to have. I think they went to the location that wasn't in the script, and they're like, "We have to get that. That's too yeah. funny." Because what theater would have a bathroom in the theater? It happened <laughs> all the time, and, and and of course, no one was ever laughing during a scene, so you could always hear the toilet. And then the <laughs> improvisers would often mention it, so it was yeah. like always like, "Oh, who else is here?" And it was just bad every I, time. Oh I could to, to what Phoebe's saying. I remember before my group before our group would go on stage, I remember multiple times going into the bathroom, peeing, and like having my hand on the handle, waiting for a big laugh yeah. to flush. And I would, I remember like, usually it's like, okay, flush. But like, there were multiple times where I was just like standing there for like five minutes. <laughs> There's no laughs. Yeah, dude, all like, of us were like trying. And then eventually I was just like, like it's yeah. not, there's not gonna be a laugh. No. Anyway, it was and, really good. But there would have, there was no other place in New York City that would have allowed us to go on stage that often. Yes. And there were crowds. I yes. crept the Magnet Theater with a lot of my development. No, me too. True. I tell everybody, like, like the Magnet is where they let me become good. Yeah, they, you, you become need... good if you're just the UCB. No. You wouldn't get on stage enough. No, no, yeah, no. You need to be bad in front of people. That's why comedy sucks. It's not actually hard, in my opinion. What's mm-hmm. hard about it is that you have to learn in front of people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uncomfortable more than hard, in my opinion. Brian, do you mm-hmm. still do stand-up? Well, not anymore. I mean... I, I... <laughs> what do you mean? Every other person's got... What, you didn't buy a pickup truck? I'm not doing... Go I... down to the coals to start tell, to, telling your, your jokes about why aren't there... Well, that there's uh, bears and then they're called lady bears. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that you know me. that, the fact that you know that is a sign that I should have stopped. But I, I think, <laughs> I think that was one of your bits, the lady bear that was, bit. That's my classic bit. I, I already had been winding down on stand up, not because I uh, don't want to do it anymore, but because it, it was too much effort to get on stage enough times to be able to work out new material. Um, uh, when, when I was in New York, I was able to get up like five times a night with between open mics and uh, and shows. And then I moved to L.A. I didn't really know anybody. And sure, you have sure. to basically be, you know, Maria Bamford in order to get booked on things. And because they're here, everybody's here. Like, yeah. you know, why book me when you could book uh, Andy Kindler and he's just available, you know? Um, so, you know, <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't do as many shows and I was winding down. I always said, like, when it becomes easy again to get stage time, I'll start doing it. And then I think that I think that was a Richard Pryor quote as well. <laughs> he, said, he said, he said, I'll get good when it becomes easy again to do stand up. When it becomes easy good. to get stage time, when it, oh, you know, excuse like, me. I would need to yeah, become, that's what he said too. Yeah, I would need to become successful elsewhere. And then when I Lenny could, Bruce got arrested, he said, he said, one day people will be able to speak freely on stage, only if it's easy for them. But if it's like <laughs> difficult to do, don't fucking worry about it. You know. <laughs> 
Well, so when COVID happened, I'm not, I'm definitely not doing any like Zoom stand up shows or anything like that. That's I did one of those and it made me want to kill myself. (laughs) That to me is. How'd you do? Kevin, how'd you do on the Zoom stand up show? It's a blur. Probably not very well. It was like early in quarantine. So it was like, I wasn't used to, I just felt insane. And I, (laughs) it was probably bad. I probably did really bad. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right, let's get loud about shit, okay? Let's get a little bit loud. Mr. Brian. Oh, Mr. Me? Brian. Hard? Yeah, Hollywood Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is, okay? Mm-hmm. Come on. This tell me you want to get loud about something I asked you if you well, could bring of course, a topic. I'm the Appleist and I'm going to talk I'm going to get <laughs> yell about apples. That's what I constantly do. I just want to say this. I sent an email. Yeah. What was the one thing I asked for? <laughs> You said no apples. I said no, no apple fucking talk. apple talk. Yeah. You're so well, boring. What else am I supposed to yell about? Huh? You're so boring when you talk about apples. No, yes. I'm not. Hey, okay. I'm an international apple expert. I have been on podcasts and radio shows across the world. You know, in the past year, I've been, I've, I've yelled about apples in New Zealand, in Australia. <laughs> I even was a guest on a, on a blog slash uh, show in abu dhabi that's how why abu dhabi the food chic about apples about apples i yelled about apples they all love it okay give me the apple spiel then the apple spiel yeah what's good about apples why why should i why should i let you get loud about apples well i'm the apple list i have a i have a blog the apple and i rank and review all the different varieties of apples and i've become a uh, well-known worldwide, internationally, for my Apple expertise. <laughs> I've been called an Apple influencer by others. I'm not going to call myself an influencer, but I am an Apple influencer <laughs> according to others. And I I am the reason why yeah. apples have started advertising on podcasts. I'm the no, reason why. No apples are advertising on podcasts, yes, bro. Yes, they are. I never yes, hear no are. Macintosh commercials in the middle of a podcast. You'll hear, you hear Sweet Tango commercials. You hear hear Jimmy Pardo talking about sweet tango apples. They don't do as good of a job as me because they're not actually passionate about the apple, but they do (laughs) talk about it. They're advertising. The the apple industry spent $10 million advertising the Cosmic Crisp, a failure of an apple. Uh, It was a brand new apple. It was supposed to be the, 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 the big new thing in apples, the Cosmic Crisp. And it didn't, it wasn't very good. No one knows about it now, but they spent $10 million advertising it. Is this real? Yeah, the Cosmic Crisp. Why did we, did we need a new apple? Like, what's the... There's new apples all the time, but the Cosmic Crisp, I, I was very disappointed at. Overhyped, disappointing, atrocious, Why? cotton candy grape type apple. Why are there new apples? Well, there, it's, a, it's, a whole, uh, it's a whole industry of uh, farmers. You know how they have farms and they go on their farms and they yeah, walk... Yeah, but like, what else can you do with an apple? Like, they all kind of taste... Oh, well, the apple... Why have anything? It, basically, what you're it's just a thing. But you, you come up with a new apple and you think you can sell more apples. And these different apple varieties, they compete against each other. So if you're an orchard that has honey crisp apples, you're competing with another orchard that has the uh, envy apple. It's and almost so, strains of weed. Yeah, it's like strains of weed. Exactly. And there's thousands of varieties of apples. A lot of them are, you know, heirloom apples that are extinct. But there are there are hundreds that are in uh, circulation today that you can buy at different grocery stores across the world, and they do compete with each other. Yeah. And different apples rise to the top, 
and other apples sink to the ground. For the longest time across the world, the Red Delicious Apple was the number one apple in the world. It's also Ugh. the shittiest apple. It's a piece Ugh. of shit, garbage, coffee grinds in a leather. Why? It's the number one because of distribution, because people didn't know that apples could taste good until other apples like the Honeycrisp started coming out and then followed by the Sweet well, I'm not a big. I'm not a big green apple person. No, yeah, I mean, most green apples are not good munching apples. Like a Granny Smith apple actually injures your gums as you eat it. But if you want a good baking apple, you want a pie, you, you get a Granny Smith. Green apples are good for pies. Green, but I, 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 don't, I don't rank uh, baking apples or cider apples. I only uh, rank munching apples. I got to be honest. I don't even, I don't like apples at all. <laughs> well, what like, apples have I, you tried? I probably have had one said. apple in the last year. Dude, an apple a day. An no. apple a day keeps uh, it keeps the doctor away. I'd rather just take vitamins, dude. I don't like apples. I fuck uh, vitamins. I'll turn your dick green. You know what I do think? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's your dick? It's green. Turn your dick green. Apples will, will turn it back. So if, you, if it happens, <laughs> you eat an apple. Apples, you just haven't had the right apple. That's why the what's, apple. What's the apple I should have? What variety? Have you had a sweet tango yet? No. Okay, well, that's that has been historically the number one apple. Now, I will say this: the sweet tango quality has decreased because they've been uh, uh, giving out more licenses to other orchards, and it's been diluting the seed. The seed has become diluted, and now the apple doesn't taste as good. And I kind of occasionally am embarrassed to recommend it because sometimes you get a sweet tango that's not as good. It's been number one for a long time, but I think it's going to be overtaken soon by one of these hot, sexy up and comers. And you said, how can you decide? Like in Whole Foods, you'll know it's a sweet tango. It says. Yeah, there's signs, but I, I can I can uh I can tell an apple by look, feel, and taste without a label. I'm a oh, <laughs> like wait, wait, wait. So you're blaming the podcast, the the podcast why you didn't go out Friday and Saturday night? Not all this bullshit, bro. I can't believe you have a girlfriend. This is this is wild talk. This I've is got a girlfriend. But Brian, I, I have a question. Force my apple habits. Phoebe's what's your I question? I feel like apples are so sweet. They're mm -hmm. so not I feel like they they are. They're really sweet. So is there an apple that's like not as sweet? Well, do you want sour or you just no. want not quite as sweet? I just want like not like not so sweet. I like a crisp, fresh. Crisp. A pear? <laughs> do you just go to a pear at that point? Like pears. Well, yeah, actually, there is an apple that tastes quite a lot like a pear. Yeah, I've had that before. You've had apples that taste like pears? Mm hmm. Were they bad apples? Like, what is an apple that tastes like a pear? I just know that there's, I've had apples before where I've been like, that was the good, that was the apple. And I don't remember what it was. And then I have another one. I'm just like, damn, this felt like I ate a piece of candy. Yeah, well, I always recommend the Kanzai apple if you don't like sweet apples because Kanzai's are super sour. And those things are... Those things you you bite into the I, I always say have a Kanzai, but only have one in your entire life or else you'll go insane because they're so sour, they'll drive you crazy. But if you're if you're like that <laughs> if you're the type of person that like goes to raves or something, no. then you can have Kanzai every day. I never was a raver ever. I think I could handle a sour apple. I think that I I, I think I could handle having a sour apple and not going crazy, Brian. The Kanzai will drive you mad. You'll be homeless on the side of the street by the end of the week if you have a Kanzai twice a day. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus. Well, you know what? I have to say, at least you know a lot about apples. You know, oh, yeah. it's it's not like you want to talk about apples and then you like don't know anything. You like know way too much. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about apples, and um, yeah, I mean, I. I 
I, I'm actually running out of apples. It's hard to find new apples because <laughs> the grocery stores, they have the same apples every time. And, and you go, I used to be able to travel and have apples in different places. And now I'm running out. What do you think about apple picking? Do you get pissed off when you see all these basic people enjoying <laughs> what you love all year long for one week? It, uh, it depends on where you're going apple picking. I mean, you can't, if you're going apple picking in the Northeast or something, and those people are, they, they know what they're doing. Apple picking in LA is atrocious. It's like, it's like, it's like going to a farm in a desert. Yeah, I actually, I have a friend who just went apple picking in rural Georgia, and it sounded very different from upstate New York. There was a hall grace. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that cool. cool. Yeah. Well, what's not cool is one of them was named, um, he was like, oh, who, who should we bet on for the hall grace? And the lady was like, my money's on Donald Rump. <laughs> that's awesome yeah different hey, kind of crowd you know yeah donald Rupp. I, I, I don't think it's a compliment to be named after a pig a hog yeah i guess so if someone named a hog after me i wouldn't be feeling all good <laughs> telling people about it that's true that's beautiful uh-huh. brian thank you for talking about apples no problem. I will say though, you know, as, as we're all New Yorkers that New York, New York has some of the worst apples in the world. <laughs> what are you talking about? What about Jersey? I'm from Jersey, man. People go apple picking. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say New York and New Jersey are very similar because it's a colder yeah. climate, and the the apples need to have thicker skins, and they become mealy on the inside. You like, you know, yeah, they Mac, do. Macintosh are from New York, and like, you want to bite into one of those things. The skin, it's like a, it's like a leather glove is is wrapped in a in a a, a, a coffee grinds. What's the idea? <laughs> I, I was trying to cut you off so you didn't have to finish, Brian. But that was beautiful. <laughs> What's the ideal states to go apple picking? Well, the ideal, the best country in the world for apples is New Zealand by far. The best state is Washington State. All right, guys, here we go. There yeah, Wenatchee, Wenatchee. They claim to be the apple capital of the world. But uh, it's really a New Zealand. But there's I'm a sign. Washington, so I remember the apples. They were good. Nice. If they ever do a show on history, I hope they get you as an expert on apples, Brian, one day. God, did you know that one time I, I was contacted by, um, I think it was the History Channel, to be one of the talking heads <gasps> in that alien documentary? Which one? Oh. One of their stupid, I mean, one of their nonsense, nobody knows what it is, but sure. I remember I, I, I interviewed for it and they ultimately didn't select me for some reason, but I, I had, I was this close to being one of those, it would have said Brian Frangie alien expert or whatever. It wasn't a comedy. It wasn't a funny thing. It was just like, let's have Brian. I think maybe I was too like lighthearted in the uh, interview or something. Yeah. They probably want someone that's got to really sell it that you, yeah. like, the aliens are real. Yeah. Yeah, maybe too skinny. Maybe you look like the alien too much. Maybe you you do kind of look like an alien, bro. I I hate to fucking burst your bubble. You got alien vibes. (laughs) Kevin, do you want to get loud about something, bro? I think what I want to get loud about is fucking because of quarantine, I gained a lot of weight, right? Right in the beginning because I was just eating whatever I fucking could, right? Uh Uh-huh. So last couple of months, I've to balance that out. I went on the keto keto diet, however you say that. Beautiful. Well, right? You don't have to know how to say it. But the problem is, dude, I fucking miss carbs 
so bad. <laughs> like I, I would fuck up a potato right now. I miss potato. It. That's yeah, potato or like baked potato yeah. or chips or. You didn't even have a potato. No, man. What do you mean? This is how you know Brian's skinny because he doesn't even know carbs are in potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know that all of us can't fucking chew a cookie for a month, bro. Okay, uh, dude. I, yeah, <laughs> we don't all have that kind of self control. If you are put you cookies in paleo? front of me, are you what? keto? Keto or paleo? Keto. I think. Keto. Just like no Did carbs. Did he say no paleo carbs. one time, right? <laughs> he only said keto. And then I like, you literally go, no, you're misinformed about your whole topic. And you know what? It worked. It worked on me. He just gaslit me into thinking I was wrong about the thing I've been doing for months. <laughs> okay, so so, so when you started the Atkins diet, did you decide that you had to lose weight? Hey, leave him alone. The kid's on South Beach. All right, bro? Yeah. <laughs> So Wait, yeah, man. I are just you gonna do that for Thanksgiving? Was my question. I'll give it. I've I've taken little mini. I've given myself mini breaks. Uh-huh. Now, um, and it, uh, yeah. So, but I fucking miss it, dude. Do you, and do I, you think it's making a difference? Yeah, yeah. I lost like my girlfriend Melissa is saying I lost thirty pounds, but hey, I don't believe her. No, she she knows better than anyone, bro. Yeah. 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 Your girlfriend knows better than anybody. <laughs> that that like March. April lockdown in New York. <laughs> oh, mom, I was fucking woofing down snacks. Oh. <laughs> woofing down the do? beer, the snacks, all of it. Well, yeah, but you're locked down. Of course you're eating. I mean, I've been on a diet. I went to Weight Watchers when I was fucking 12 years old, bro. I've been on a diet every other week for my whole life. Yeah, and I, yeah I'm, I know I'm, that's kind of sad to say, uh, oh, but uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. It was cool. It, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> It was awesome. By the way, I just have to share that my that Melissa just showed me a picture of me before I went on the diet with my shirt off to prove that I could have lost 30 pounds. Wow. He's like, look how fat you were. Well, that's beautiful that your girlfriend has a, a picture of you with your shirt off when you were at your fattest. Yeah, I was in I was uh, it was when we went upstate in like June and I was swimming. So well, it wasn't like just me with my shirt off for no reason. I hate hearing people talk about their diets, so I'm sure everyone hates hearing this, but yeah, I mean, it's my point cool. is, no, it's actually making me feel good. I love when skinny people are on, are on diets. It actually it skinny, fucking dude. hypes I'm me not, up. Dude, bro, no, bro, it hypes me up so much when I hear skinny people are on diets. I'm like, yeah, I fucking feel that shit, bro. You know, I love that. I love that. I wish I wish every skinny person to be on a diet. I mean, this is a little hateful, but I don't care. You know, I've been, as you heard, I've been dealing with diets since I was a little boy. I know. Well, I didn't. Um, I never went on a diet as a kid, but I do remember the moment in middle school where my mom like looked at me and was like, "Do you think maybe we need to go to the husky section for Jesus. your jeans?" Oh. And it wasn't. It wasn't like mean spirited. It was like we were shopping, and I was Truth like, "None of these jeans fit." And she was just like, "We gotta go to the husky section, bro." I, I one time when I was younger, I asked my mom. I go, "Mom, how big?" Mom, how big am I? And she said, <laughs> I go, if I like, because I was obsessed. I was like, if I could leave my body and see like my body 3D, like who would my body look like? And you know who she said? The neighborhood boy called Choco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> because he ate one time 12 Choco Tacos from ice cream truck. She goes, That's... yeah, you're about as fat as Choco Taco. <laughs> Dude. This is, this is, I'm sorry to like, this is a non sequitur here, but you're that kid Choco Taco reminds me my first, my first job, I was a lifeguard at like a fancy country club. Mm -hmm. And there was this little kid who was actually a cousin of someone I knew who 
he was there every like they were like the pool rat kids whose parents just dropped him off and they were there all day every day all summer and this kid was like running around his friends he's like a little chubby kid but whatever at the end of the summer his parents because to buy stuff at the like concession stand you just uh-huh. you would give your family's like uh membership number yes he ran up a 1200 dollars bill in chip witches <laughs> <laughs> that's rent yeah. he ate an apartment worth of chip witches yeah. you know what I never thought I could have a son out there but I'm worried <laughs> I'm fucking worried I got a little boy let a couple slip through you know <laughs> Jesus well that's a, I'm happy you know it's good that like it's good that you like took care of yourself before it gets uh, out of control it's an ongoing struggle. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got always. Do you drink? Yeah, a little. Yeah, but no beer. You're drinking vodka, just wine or, or spirits. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're just like turning the corner to become an alcoholic <laughs> yeah. rather than be addicted to food. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. Because <laughs> I figure when this is all over, we're all either gonna need to go to AA or Weight Watchers. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. It's truly those meetings are gonna be full. <laughs> Those meetings are already full. I'm sure they're doing Zoom. Of course. Yeah. You know. No, I know. I know an AA person who's doing Zoom. Hey, bro, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> he didn't say who. That's who it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. My <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> no, I do have a family member who I won't name who would go to meetings and then would come home and out people in AA to me. Like, you know who I saw today? I saw, and they would name like my friend's dad. That's like, awesome. What the fuck? Is it? Is it? I didn't know it was something that you weren't allowed to say people's names. And you're not you think supposed the to was talk for? about it. If you're, if people, not, they'll, they'll say they're in. They're they're like I'm in the program. Is that That's the first rule of AA? Yeah. Don't talk about AA. I've been to I've been to meetings. Holy shit! Though the fucking <laughs> wind went out of the room for that one. Huh? No, but like I don't. Holy, not for alcohol. For um, for, for uh, food. No, for food. OA? Na is Narcotics Anonymous. Right? Yeah, I should have went there, but I didn't. No, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. So, is it working? Did it help? Were they like? Did it help? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did it help? Did it help? I hate the shit. I think it helps a lot of people, but for me, it was just like a bunch of us should be being like. Isn't this hard? <laughs> it was just like all it was a hard circle. Everyone went, it's so hard. <laughs> and then and then someone would be like, I feel so bad shitting on this. But it was just wasn't for me. It was yeah. and if it's for you, that's beautiful. I still haven't found what's for me. Yeah. To be fair. I wish I wish it was for me. What's up? Yeah. To be fair, I was just gonna say it is really hard. It is really hard. It is the, I told I stopped doing drugs. But stopping food is so hard because it's about self-control rather than uh, complete abstinence. Yeah, like when Brian was saying that he, we already, yeah. When you said you ate a cookie mm-hmm. over the course of a, what was it? Uh, Game yeah, of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yeah. I could never, I could never do that. I could never <laughs> control myself. It takes no. me like three minutes to eat a meal. I just yeah. wipe it down. Yeah, it's, it's some serious shit. But, but I mean... So, uh, yeah, I've been to meetings. Um, whatever. I don't care if I know I'm hot as fuck. You kidding me? I'm the hottest <laughs> dude that does podcasts. Yes. You kidding me? 
I went, I went just to fucking floss. You know what I'm saying, bro? Literally, you would go and you'd do the floss dance, right? I'd do the floss and everyone would say, sit down. This is a serious <laughs> meeting. You're making a mockery of us and the co- entire program. <laughs> you'd be like Jesse from Breaking Bad. You'd be like, you're my customers. And then you'd do the fucking floss. <laughs> Remember that scene? Of course, when it was tra- that how they sold meth was b- by going to NA meetings. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't remember that scene, but I remember that. I think, oh, here's another hot take. I think that show overrated. Interesting. I don't think it holds up. I just watched it, and it I does just, hold up. I loved it. Me too. I, I thought it was incredible. I liked it when it was on, but I think it doesn't deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore of TV shows. That's my oh. hot take. I agree. Uh-oh. Whoa, Thank you. we Thank got you. a hot Thank Robbie you. agree. We got a hot <laughs> Robbie, so. only, Robbie only likes fucking The Sopranos and Mob Wives. Dude, so I we love cannot it. get fucking Robbie's opinion. I, I the love wire. The Sopranos is the best show ever. Yeah, I agree. And then The Wire is a distant second. Uh, and yeah. then Breaking Bad. No. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Then, uh, I don't know what, three and four. Yeah, I don't know what either. But not Breaking Bad. <laughs> No. You're, you're not talking about comedy. Are you separating comedies from dramas? I no. guess we're talking about prestige TV, whatever that is. Why yeah. do you hate on Breaking Bad? I think it's great. I love Hank. Jesse's. Awesome. I love Breaking Bad. I think Art, you're forgetting yeah, how good Breaking Bad was. I think it's good, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Know everybody. I think it's very good, but I don't think it's has the depth of some other shows that are deeper and like what more like Sopranos, The Wire, Mad Men. I'll tell you what, I watched Ooh, Sopranos. better than... Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't fuck with that. Yeah, I don't fuck yeah. with that. I think so. Eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? My top three shows of all time are uh, Lost, God Friended Me, and Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, damn, look at that. There's another oh, punchline. My, my top... My top three, ready? The B in Apartment 23. <laughs> also for um, Breaking Bad. What's up? Break Yeah, that she could be Breaking Bad. Oh, she was from it. Breaking Bad. The main character. Oh, the, oh yeah, and she was hot. Is, is Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend who, who uh, died in her sleep by puking up her uh, her drugs. All right, I don't want to think about that. I, I, oh, <laughs> that makes me <laughs> fucking itchy on the inside. Phoebe. What up? Do you want to get loud about something? Sure. Um. So I um hate cults. Hate mm. cults, not Hot the take. cults, not the cults, but cults in general. Wow, I don't hate them. I'm fascinated by them. Okay, um, but I am. I do hate them. And did you ever feel way. like improv was a cult? Oh, absolutely. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, everything is kind of a cult of itself. I mean, we're all cults of ourselves just by being on Instagram and having people follow us and then participating in like, sell. You know. P- keeping up this facade and spreading this message influencers blah blah blah. it's all culty um but yeah obviously improv definitely anything but i like- heard a cult is that if you don't have the ability to leave and i think that you do have the ability to leave improv. no i think i feel like cults, imp- improv is say that yeah all cults say, say that all cults say that you have the ability to leave that is that is true i just watched that terrible neck nexium documentary yeah, nexium. yeah and he said he yeah He's very much like, look, like you don't have to be here, but then like yeah. they'd ruin people. Who I mean, left. all of them say that they can leave. Scientology will say you can leave, but they all have like, you know, um, collateral on you, especially like Scientology or Nixium. Um, or like they will say you can go, but God won't love you anymore, or you're turning your you're turning your back on your self-growth. Like there's lots of 
ways. And like improv, yeah, you can leave. People leave cults all the time, yeah. but you- And then they usually get a writing job somewhere and <laughs> they finally realize that they were wasting time and they can have a career somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in improv, you would have somebody there being like, you should take the next class. And it's like, well, I can't afford it here. I'll pay for your class. Like someone, you know, someone's- Here's how, here's how improv is a cult. They, if, if you're thinking about leaving, they'll say, hey, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? Yeah. And then all yes. of a sudden, all of your money comes from coaching and then you really can't leave because that's your only source of income. Another yeah. thing is though, is that you don't end up making any money. Like you don't really make any money, but. They're probably the fucking the top of it because they're like, we'll pretend that everyone could have Netflix specials. Yeah. We'll, we'll give them a new goal that they could set their eyes to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, even though there was tons of other shit that fell into place for them um, that won't fall into place for everybody else. I mean, not everybody has the same experience in a cult too. Like some people like from Nixium or whatever will be like, I had a great experience. I took it for what it was, I took the classes. So and then other people end up getting branded and having sex with Keith you know, like, and have to fuck the, yeah, what? I was just going to say, I just, before we move past it, the latter or the former group you talk about, people were like, I loved it. It turns out I worked for a woman last summer and I found out recently she is still part of Nexium. Oh, and she's no. all up in that documentary. She's wow. still pro Keith Raniere. Oh, really? That's sad. I, I mean had no idea. Like I, I, I met her like, I, it was like, this bartending gig and I did one shift and I was like, this is a, a nightmare. Sorry, I'm, I'm not gonna think because it was just very poorly run. <laughs> crazy. But she uh, apparently- She's in jail for 120 years. And she is outside of that jail every night, <gasps> uh, like <gasps> dancing with a bunch oh, of other no. Nexium people because they what? like want him to be freed. Now, yeah, that's really- I had no idea. I had no idea she was like, wow. I didn't even know what it was at the time, but. I mean, they paid the Dalai Lama like a million dollars to come put a sash around his head. It kind of blew up to me just even the Wait, Nexium did that? Yes, absolutely. You can't just breeze by that fact. They paid the Dalai Lama. So the Dalai Lama could yeah, be bought. The Dalai Lama is also just some symbolism of like some weird representation of some not real thing. Like the whole Jesus. spiritual thing can be sort of destroyed in your mind. If you Fuck. look at, if you start to follow people, I think the whole thing and why I'm so obsessed with it is I don't understand why people turn their lives over to other people ever, really, you know, or uh -huh. like listen to other people like, oh, the Dalai Lama or this person has the answers, you know, I think it's so weird. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's also weird. Sure. I mean, I'll tell you why I'm scared of cults because why? I think I'm weak. No, I think I that. could be sucked into a cult. And it would be, I was thinking the other day, I would love to be in a cult. There would be comforts, right? I'm going to be in pain no matter what a little bit. So wouldn't it be nice to at least know, oh, everyone experiences the same pain and I'll get the same rewards a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. definitely. But this but, is COVID lows. <laughs> COVID lows. Everybody is susceptible to it. It doesn't matter if you're weak or you're searching for whatever. Like everybody... If you're smart or dumb or lonely, like, sure, maybe you're vulnerable because you would love more community. And like, that's why improv was so nice because like 
it it offers you a community, you know, yeah. and like that's what we want. I think that's different than wanting the answers, which is mm. a lot of reasons why people get really sucked in. If you just want community, you're probably going to get the best out of a cult situation. But if you want the answers to like why we're here or you're why you're why you're suffering all the time and you're going to put all that into some other asshole who's going to tell you then you're probably going to you know get finger fucked by him (laughs) it has happened a lot oh my god i mean that's eventually where it goes is it like it just can't it never stays i don't know Uh, i have the um the website for nexium um it here's they have a little blurb on the website it says Nexium awakens and strengthens the individual and the ensemble. Connectivity. Oh, fuck you, dude. I was like, oh, the theater. I was like, oh, that's fucking mission statement. Jesus Christ. You know what? No matter what, at the end of all the exciting stuff is always something sad. Hmm. Like even Nexium, it's probably exciting going in. Improv. Oh, it was exciting to yeah. start. Mm-hmm. I remember getting butterflies. Yeah, I got butterflies. I, I was so excited to do it. And then it slowly became something that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, how yeah. I felt about uh, Splash Mountain. You know, you're a guy that, Brian, if your socks get wet, oof, you're talking about that for two months, bro. <laughs> no, you got to know when to go. You got to know when to jump out. You know, I think if there's this saying that you stay too long at the fair, like don't stay too long at the fair. Enjoy it. Have fun. But you got to know when to go. This is beautiful advice from Phoebe. Phoebe's saying, join a cult, just leave early. You know, (laughs) (laughs) this is beautiful, Phoebe. Phoebe, this is why we get loud. So people know what to do. I literally loved doing podcasts because of doing it with you guys. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was literally so beautiful. I would always have so much fun doing it. And everyone should go out and listen to old fucking episodes of the Unbelievable <laughs> Podcast. There's still a Patreon. You can pay for it so Brian no, can finally find out. Not there. The Patreon's closed down. Who, no, it's not. It's open for Brian. You you go to Brian's Patreon. You can find out who stole his laptop. If you know, you know, bro. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, bro. If you know, you know. Okay? Wow. Bro, guys, yeah. everyone, this was so beautiful that you were able to come on and we were able to fucking bullshit and chit-chat like this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you it. so much for I doing love, it. I love the pod. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, I wanted to do like a reunion episode because I know that there are people out there that literally messaged me when the pod started being like, hey, uh, what's the, can you have a reunion episode? Can, oh. You got to get Phoebe and Kevin Brian on, yada, yada, like instantly. Wow. And I was like, yo, That's give me a little space. Let, let me fucking do me for a second. <laughs> and they're like, when is Phoebe and Kevin Bryan coming on? You got to do all of you. You got to get a reunion. Literally at least 10 people messaged me. Wow. And then I, I mean- said, did you like the other episodes? And then they never responded. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to get 10 more listeners from this. You Bryant, Brian, do you want to plug anything? I mean, I just love the Unbelievable Podcast fans. And I, uh, I hopefully one day we can... Give something else. I know we, we've given a lot already. I think we don't owe anybody anything, but I do think that I had fun doing them little podcast and hopefully one day we can give them something new. Beautiful. Yeah. Kevin? Um, I would say I also have a podcast called Sports Lords with a Z. Yeah. We talk sports and we talk all kinds of things. Listen to that. And uh yeah, the other thing I would plug is um it's too much to explain what it is, but follow toilet corp 
on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Beautiful. We'll, we'll make sure to fucking link those so no one even has to know what it is till they click. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're clicking <laughs> blind on that shit. It's just fucking funny ass shit, man. Phoebe? Um, uh, so check out season one, two, and three of Search Party on uh, HBO Max because I'm in it with Fuck my yes. sister. And uh, let's see here. Season four maybe will come out sometime. <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> I just started on HBO Max. Um, also, if you follow me on Instagram, it's just my name, Phoebe Tires. Um, I started making T-shirts, and they're pretty cool. So they yeah. are really cool. I made a ton more. And I'm gonna put them out. It's called my my store is called Lydia's Closet. Um, <laughs> and I love that shit. I'll make sure out. to fucking plug that. You know, I'll make sure that fucking people know about that. That's so beautiful, Mr. It's Robbie. Fun. You have your Instagram plug it, Mr. Robbie, Mr. Cute Boy. They know me. Follow me on Instagram. All right. All right. Shut up, Robbie. You're fucking done. Okay. As always, follow the pod, rate, review. We love all our smoke shows out there. All those thotty boo bodies. Keep shit. Keep, please, please keep sharing. Let people know that we're out here fucking hustling, doing our thing. All right, Robbie, hit the fucking music, bro.